long distance relationship, moving cross country, losing apartment to a tornado, canceled concert tours, shut down photography studio due to Corona, and then now being quarantined together. This episode, I have not one guest, but two guests to help you guys figure out how to balance your relationship when both of you are entrepreneurs. Marissa is the owner of the Boudoir Divas, a photography studio in San Diego, California. Her mission to empower women through a photo shoot was accelerated by her passion for branding and marketing that mission. I met Marissa through her teachings. She is phenomenal, great insight for the photographer. Angie is a country music artist. She was recently named a Highway Fine on Sirius XM. The El Salvador born and Georgia raised country artist just released her new single, Real Talk. You guys might recognize her voice if you've ever seen the Disney fireworks show, Happily Ever After. In 2017, she sang her duet with Jordan Fisher and it is the soundtrack to the now still going nightly fireworks show at the Magic Kingdom. Angie has opened for artists like Jake Owen and Melissa Etheridge. This couple is an incredible couple to learn from. We're going to be sharing some tips today about balancing a relationship when both of you are entrepreneurs in different industries. Come listen. Welcome to the Business Bites Podcast, the podcast for busy entrepreneurs. Whether you're an online entrepreneur or seeking after brick and mortar success, this podcast brings you quick bites of content so you can learn and grow anywhere you are. Now here's your host, Rachel Brainke. All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Bites Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Brainke. This is episode 120, and we're doing a little something different today. You guys know I normally do solo cast or interview only one person. Uh, today, I've brought on one of my favorite couples in the entrepreneurial world to talk about balancing your relationship when both of you are entrepreneurs. By now, you guys have already heard the bio, the amazing things that they're both individuals doing. So let's just dive right in. I guess, Angie, give us some insight how you got into all the amazingness that you guys are doing. And then Marissa, I'll hear from you. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for saying you're, we're your favorite couple. I feel like we've peaked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a, I'm a singer-songwriter, full-time touring musician. Uh, and I've been with Marissa for five years. Marissa, you want to tell them what you do? That was a quick, you do a lot more than that. That was like <laughs> the most humble uh, background ever. Um, I am a photographer. I own a studio in San Diego. I currently live in Nashville. It sounds complicated, doesn't it? It is a little bit. <laughs> and um, I also help to educate and coach other photographers um, as much as I possibly can. And I love both aspects. And that's actually how Marissa and I met. I cannot believe it's been five years already. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So how, with everything going on, and by the way, if you're listening to this in the future, we're recording this during the COVID coronavirus crisis, um, but with everything even before that, um, and <laughs> all of us being quarantined at home, I'm just going to jump right into the relationship stuff. Like, How do you guys manage your both individual pursuits but still reconnect with each other? Like, Is there one specific thing or – Yeah, I, I definitely can speak to that for sure because I know that um, Angie and I have very different love languages. And so for me specifically, my love language is quality time, and we both travel a lot. 
And so um, I had like a relationship demand with her at the very beginning. And that was for her to get a Google calendar for us to share a Google calendar. Because if we didn't block off a certain time frame, like months in advance, and I'm talking like not vacation or anything, I'm just talking like a weekend where we're both in the same city. It just wasn't going to happen. And so for, for me, knowing being able to like vocalize what I need and, and request it without uh, being embarrassed, I guess, or feeling too demanding. I think that was something that was tough to learn, but it's, I needed it. And I think um, she's a little bit more like acts of service. So I have to keep that in mind and kind of try to um, do things for her that, you know, help her out, like doing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> A little thing. <laughs> but really, I mean, I, I think the um the five love languages book was I oh that was another relationship demand. I made her read that. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think that in most relationships there's usually uh you know, one person that tends to be a little more right than the other. Like I think that that's a lot of times kind of ha- like someone just there's usually one person that has a better intuition with things and marissa really has one of the most incredible intuitions a business minded and 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 the like and visuals minded that i've ever known and i think where that gets tricky is since my business is different than hers and i have a different idea mm-hmm. of what i want it to look like and stuff sometimes she sees things that will work much long before i do but i you know, have this controllingness about my business. Of course, yeah. And I think she has learned that if she takes, she gives the suggestion and takes a step back, I usually follow her advice. And if she's pushy with it, and then I just don't want to do it, you know, which is so biased because, you know, that's just kind of how we naturally work. Um, but I think if you're, if you're in a relationship with an entrepreneur, it's important to give advice, especially when you see that something's going wrong. But I think it's also important to let let each other make mistakes and not feel like even though it does affect your life, like whether their business succeeds or fails, it's all, it's still, there's, there's a lane that they should be allowed to be in on their own. And I think Marissa's done a really good job um, lately of, of like learning how to support um, and not, and not try to push. Yeah. I'm a pusher. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and what I love about that is, Putting this into the context of your relationship and many of the listeners is that, Angie, I feel like you have a lot less flexibility maybe than Marissa does. And so, Marissa, my question on that is, how do you give that intuition and that advice to Angie, but also separate it from your own maybe emotions and feelings. So, you know, you're talking about quality time, but if Angie, you know, she's on tour, she's going out for shows, obviously when we can leave our Mm -hmm. homes. How do you separate that desire and that yearning for that quality time, but also still be able to provide a objective view? Yeah. I mean, I'm a work in progress on that one, if I'm honest. Honestly, it's really hard because she gets to do some really exciting things. And in order for my, for me to still run my business, you know, there's things that I have to say no to. Like, that didn't happen because of Corona, but she was supposed to go to London and do basically like a tour, mini tour in Europe and, you know, free, free plane ticket, free lodging, everything. And I have to be like, no, I, I'm going to stay home and work in my home office. While you do that, you know, so it's hard, but it's gotten easier over time. And I just have to believe that, you know, those opportunities will keep coming in the future and they will line up. And um, the more that I can focus on myself right now and 
find, I think a lot of it is finding joy in my own work too. Um, Cause it, it can be hard to, to not see all the exciting things she's doing and be like, Oh, I just want to, you know, ride on your coattails a little bit and help you out, support you and focus mm-hmm. on you. That's, I'm just, that's the way I'm wired. But um, yeah, I think the more that I find joy in my work and purpose and service and all that, the uh, happier I am. And then when I can join her, it's a little bit of a treat. I'm not sure if I answered your question quite right, but. No, definitely. And you know, it's interesting. You are you guys are living in Nashville. You moved out there for y'all to be together, but you still have the studio, Marissa, in California. How do you juggle that and fit this into this schedule? I mean, in normal times. Yeah, well, I actually else. adapted my business model so that I, when I go out to California, I'm trying about every six weeks. Of course, that's not the case right now. But um, I have adapted to more of like a marathon form formula while I'm there. So we're doing two kind of big packages a day in our studio, uh, six days in a row. And then after my sixth day, uh, then I see friends and family and get to just enjoy San Diego a little bit. Uh, so it was really about adapting my business. And then when I'm in Nashville, I'm focusing on marketing for the studio, uh, but mostly I'm focusing on coaching for other photographers and helping them with their business model and their brands and all that stuff. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. And by the way, listeners, um, I am going to be linking all of our stuff, specifically what Marissa is referring to of coaching and working with photographers. I'm going to put it on the episode page. So it'll be rachelbrinke.com forward slash EPI 120. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and, Angie, I want to ask you specifically, I mean, I'm stumbling over my own words because I, I kind of feel like I've gotten to know you through the internet and we, this is our first time actually talking, you know, I've known Marissa for how many years, what led you to, or was it more of just an organic happening choice for you? I guess what I'm trying to get at is you guys both cross promote each other very well, whether you realize oh, yeah. it. I mean, it's promotion of your brand, of your relationship. Is did have you had pushback on that in your career and other people that have mentored and worked with you since you guys are in two separate industries? Or what is that like? You know, I actually haven't had any pushback despite us being obviously two females and I'm in the in the country market. Um and I've been in major offices. Like, for example, when we released a music video where both of us were in clearly as a couple, um, I was in Leslie Fram's office at CMT, Country Music Television, and I was telling her about the idea for the music video, non-apologetically, just telling her this is what I want to do. And without even blinking an eye, she's like, yeah, well, I love the song. So the second it's done, let me know and we'll put it on CMT, premiere it, whatever you guys want to do. There was never even like a hesitation. So what I like about that is I feel like it's a really full circle moment from the days of, you know, what happened to Ellen and 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 Shaylee Wright and, and Shelly Wright and so many other artists that were kind of thwarted because of that. So I've I my rule for myself is uh, and I I feel this should be true for any entrepreneur that's worried about whether their personal life or personal choices will affect their brand is if it's not going to hurt anyone, if it's something that's truly you, do it without without apology and without hesitation. So the goal isn't to uh, isn't to change somebody's mind; it's to shape it. So like like I don't try to make a statement; I just try to change the dialogue. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
No, it definitely does. And I think that's one of the things that I love about entrepreneurship. I mean, you're talking about the progression just of society and acceptance, but also in entrepreneurship, you know, 10 years ago, when I first really got into the game, you didn't have all this be transparent, be authentic. Like you had to have this really like polished Mm -hmm. look and I, and then how we ended up on this podcast is that I felt more connected, not that I don't love your music and love your photography, Mm -hmm. Marissa, but I connected with you guys as people. And so I love seeing that on multiple levels, you guys can share one another and share who you are. Well, thank you, Rachel. That's really encouraging, actually, because I feel like, especially in the chaos of the last couple months from the tornado to to this, um, I feel like we haven't been doing as much of it as we used to. And I, and I loved it. And so I feel like you're kind of encouraging me right now to remember that that's just such a fun aspect of what we do together. Like Angie said earlier, we definitely try to stay in each other's own lane and kind of, we're the CEO of our own business, not, you know, we we don't have combined Mm -hmm. businesses, but I think that that is one area that we really thrive in and have fun um, kind of sharing. And, you know, I don't think we ever share with the intention of thinking that it's even promotion. So it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a good reminder in a way that there's that awesome aspect to it as well. Mm-hmm. And I probably shouldn't use the word promotion necessarily. I just was thinking with Angie's new awesome right? song that came out, <laughs> you know, I can see all of that. But it, I guess it's just more of an injection of Yeah, I'll definitely get a little more flexibility to do that. I'm not selling printers, you know, like I'm a musician. So like I, my my business by nature is very personal, um, so I I've been able to do that. And because Marissa is comfortable with that light, um, I don't have to worry about kind of sheltering her from it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's whether all t- different types of relationships out there, everyone has their own opinion on how much you should share mm-hmm. of your personal life. And so, and I know there's definitely things that you guys don't share, but I, I don't have that guarded feeling. And I think that helps to enhance both of your brands, awesome. but you're just being authentic, but I do think it helps to enhance it a bit in that train of thought. Do you have discussions about what you're going to share about your relationship? Cause I know, especially with Marissa, you know, we being photographers and creatives, probably a bit more on the touchy feeling and connect with clients that way, especially with doing boudoir mm-hmm. photography, you want to connect on so many levels, but are there lines? I mean, do you guys talk about what you're going to share? Publicly? Well, I think that I have a little bit more of like a dark humor than Angie, just on a funny note. <laughs> I think that um, sometimes mm-hmm. I want to share some of our like, like moments where we've done something absolutely ridiculous or something. And she's, I'm not going to say that she's, she's just a little more private than I am a little bit actually. Whereas I want to just kind of share absolutely everything. And as a photographer, I'm always wanting to take like these, you know, pictures of her to post them. And uh, she's just always kind of like, Oh no, that's a little too, I mean, we don't take any resources like that, but she's just not, she's a little more private than I am. So there is a balance there, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. What are you thinking? Uh, I would say the same. I think you know, that's about right. I mean, we're both pretty open, but it, like, I think communication is key. I know everybody says it like in every relationship ever, but like, especially if you're two entrepreneurs or two people that are running their own business, not only talking through, hey, you know, I'm going to have to go because I think it's very easy to make decisions like, well, I have to do this to save my business or to do this. And that pressure is so real. And as a CEO, you constantly have to make big decisions very quickly. And sometimes, like, for example, when Marissa schedules a week to, in Solana Beach, I want to know 
to have that in the back of my mind. So I'm not trying to save that Sunday for us, you know, but it's hard for her to communicate that with me while she's also communicating with her team and juggling a million other things and having to make the decision in like a minute. So it's the same with like social media. It's like, it's so easy to just post something because it's funny or whatever, but it is nice when she, like she, I mean, we've been together for five years now. So she knows the things are like, Oh, I'm just going to check with her first. And, um, and you know, she does. And most of the time I'm fine with it, but I think that communication is, uh, when you're sharing like your personal story online is, is, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, agreed. Have you guys seen any opportunities come about from sharing your relationship? And being so transparent. Well, we're on Rachel Branke's podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> My fans love Marissa. Like, she, what's cool is she'll we'll go to a show and I'll be on stage, and obviously she's like, you know, sometimes helping me sell merch or just hanging out in the crowd. And people will walk up to her and be like, "Oh, hi," which is great for me. I heard, um, uh, I think it's Russell Brand uh, Brunson something, not mm-hmm. Russell Brand, uh, Russell Brunson. It was just he was just doing a podcast. And he was saying how annoyed he gets when he's at an airport and somebody runs up to him and starts talking to him and just basically pretend his wife's non-existent. And it's like, this is like my most important person in mind. This is my whole world sitting next to me and you're ignoring it like it's nothing. So I think uh, what's really cool about sharing your story is that she gets to be included when people run up. And sometimes people are more excited to meet her than me because she gets not ever it's true. true it's but. true. I want to get really excited sometimes to meet her. And it's that's that's really sweet to see. Only if we're at a photography event. <laughs> that's the only time that happens. Um, yeah, it is. It, I, I think the opportunities we get because of social media are just being and meeting so many people like Angie is talking about. I mean, our network of friends and um, acquaintances that have turned into friends is kind of, it's just wild how many mm-hmm. people we know. So on the flip side of that, have there been any opportunities that you've had to turn down willingly or otherwise um, in the interest of relationship or just simply because scheduling didn't Oh, work? yeah. Poor Angie has a list of those things that she's <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean. Not so much for me, but. I think, I think with, for example, with my, with, with any job really that involves something kind of in the service industry, like you, you create your schedule, you have your income set and then. And then you always want to go, oh, so I, my rule that I've learned to do is by juggling like a, a full, like a full-time job, obviously, and trying to figure out a relationship is figure out the number that you're comfortable with to make every month that like, it's not just the number you need to survive, but a, the number with a decent cushion, like not, don't get crazy with it, but just like a decent cushion and you're paying everything and you feel good. And if you can make that number, which is still putting money in your savings, then you're allowed to say no to things. And that's kind of been my go-to. Mm-hmm. So like if she asked me to not do something and I'm like, I haven't hit this number and it's a number we both kind of agreed on, uh, then she understands when I have to say no. But if I've hit that number and it's so easy to just want to say yes to everything because you don't know what you're going to make three months down the road, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. but if you, but the issue with her line of work is if she said yes to everything and me myself included, I guess I'm the same. We would never see each Never other. have time for each other. So, yeah. yeah so. So I think that's the balance is really listening when she says, like, I really, I really need a weekend with you. I really need a Sunday. Like to me, as a musician, I don't look at the week as <laughs> she the never day even the notices week. when it's Sunday. Yeah, I just know whether I have a show and what city I have to be in. So <laughs> she's like, I need a Sunday. And I'm like, I don't know what a Sunday means. Why don't we just take off a Monday together? And she's like, It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. So there's love languages and then there's actual English yes. language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. So both of you guys came into this, I mean, entrepreneurs prior to mm-hmm. meeting. Have you, what have you learned from each other that's been an asset for your own separate career? I'm going to have to think about that for a second. I think that there's a lot of things, but I know that there's a real good nugget there. Let's see. So these are things that I've learned from you? Oh gosh, I have learned so much from Marissa. Mainly, I think one of the biggest is how to how to truly lead and treat employees. Like I've never had employees, but I do have an amazing team, and I've learned that having employees and and leading has more to do with humility and true uh, compassion and kindness than it does being. Of amazing, you know, guru or a business owner or hardlined or, you know, pride or, you know, those things that you consider like broad chested, crazy, strong leader isn't necessarily what works. It's, it's the humble leader that is willing to take a hit, even though it wasn't their fault and, and hold it in and not, not make a big scene. I, I mean, I've seen so many very difficult things happen to risk and I just watched her absorb it and her team has no idea. And I think so many entrepreneurs can probably tell that story. And I think watching someone go through that, it helps me understand what my team goes through and how to create compassion and kindness with them and to to know how to ask for things in ways that people feel empowered to help you. Um, so I think that was, that's honestly the biggest thing I've learned from Marissa. Hmm. That felt good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, there's a lot that I've learned from Ange, but I think that um, Probably one of the biggest things is um, she meets so many people on the road and she's so much more outgoing than I am. Um, I'm a little bit introverted and she just, she just makes like, she turns fans into friends, into family basically. And I've seen her do it over and over and over again. And it's really opened up my mind too. And now we have these like a network of friends that, you know, I'm friends with people that I normally wouldn't have crossed their paths uh, otherwise probably. And um, they're just so different than, you know, what has always been my typical network of friends for whatever reason. And it's just made me, I don't know, it's just made me so much more outgoing, I guess, and um, excited to um, meet new people and spend time with new people and, um, really just kind of let them in. I think I always had a little bit of a guard up with, um, new people. And so I, that's, I've even seen that filter into my world of photographers and clients and everything. Um, just getting much closer and deeper with them, um, and talking, uh, real, real talk during, (laughs) not to, (laughs) Um, you know, just real talk during the session and the photo shoot and everything and kind of going beyond the surface even more so. So, um, that's been, that's been one of the biggest gifts is to watch how she interacts with the world and learn that I don't always have to be so guarded. Now, when we first got together and her career started, I lost my mind when I found out that when she went on tour, she would couch surf and stay with total strangers. <laughs> that was early on. That was early on. <laughs> so that's <laughs> maybe not that far, but <laughs> but that's what I mean about her, like her openness and uh, trust and just she's amazing like that. You know, I did notice, Marissa, and I I was thinking about this as I was prepping for the podcast. I've noticed over the past how many years of seeing you online and interacting that it has seemed like you've come more outgoing. And then I, you know, I was thinking, well, isn't that just because Instagram has provided a platform of stories and all of that? But I definitely have seen you 
grow into and, and inject more oh, things so like into the brand. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've enjoyed that. That's something that I, I that. noticed. So yeah. I'm, it's funny. I was chuckling while you were telling me what you've learned because that's what I've <laughs> that's noticed awesome. out of you since you guys have been together. That's awesome. And I would say that that's very true. Um, yeah. And you kind of just absorb the energy of the people that you're near, you know? So um, it's mm-hmm. like through osmosis. Is that the right word? <laughs> I've just kind of taken on some of her traits. That's awesome. All right. Well, this has been absolutely incredible. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Are there any last tips, big things that you could leave the listeners with that they can take and put into their own relationship? Well, I would say if anybody has not read that five love languages book, I think that that is. So have you ever read it, Rachel? I have read it. And actually, I reread it within the last few months. And I've noticed that it's been like 10, 15 years since Mm -hmm. I read it before. Um, My love language has changed as I've aged. So that would be yeah, my tip, like perhaps, that. is to stay on top of seeing if your um, love language I would also about. say, and um, I've learned this, you know, I'm not afraid to say that I uh, I go to therapy, which I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, who doesn't love talking about themselves, right? <laughs> but um, <laughs> is to not be afraid to ask for what I feel like I need, whether it's in the moment or in general, um, and to be okay if the answer isn't yes, you know, to what I need and to mm-hmm. kind of like work through that also, but to just be specific rather than like milling around or hoping or, you know, being disappointed or something like that is to actually mm-hmm. kind of communicate that. Um, I think my advice would, is kind of simple is just plan moments together, whether it's like a vacation. First of all, if it's a vacation, plan a vacation that's not a work trip. Yeah, uh, we, we never do that. We need to work on that. <laughs> or, uh, or if it, even if it's just dinner, or you can't afford a vacation, and you know, just have a weekend, uh, maybe at the lake. Do it where you in a place where you can comfortably put down your phone and your computer, and the main activity is talking to each other. I think that a lot of healing for us has happened in moments mm-hmm. like that. So what are you guys doing right now to not get on each other's nerves, but also still have that actual connection? Because you can coexist in a house and orbit around (laughs) each other since we can't go anywhere. But what are you guys doing right now to purposely give each other space? um, Thanks to the tornado and the new place we had to find, we have have, uh, separate offices now. Yeah, she can close the door on me now. (laughs) (laughs) Me and my singing. (laughs) Because before we were sharing, it was a big office, but it was... I didn't realize what a challenge that was until we were. I tried to tell you. She's like, we'll just share an office. And I'm like, I'm a musician. <laughs> <laughs> I had like noise canceling headphones and that still was. Which, by the way, during the tornado, I walk into the office and I'm like, Riss, we got to get in the bathtub yeah. now. And she has her noise canceling headphones thinking I'm just over exaggerating. And then the lights go out and she's like, oh, God. <laughs> When you guys posted that story, I could just see like Marissa looking up and smiling yeah. and like, you know, when you're in and she's like, oh, get out now. Exactly what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, but I, I, for us, we could work until like we go to bed every night. That's just our personalities. Um, and I think that for us, usually we'll, one of us will say, Hey, what time are we stopping tonight? So we both know that we have like a stopping time and what that time is. Now, one of us almost always 
has to be like, hey, it's 745. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's okay. You know, it's just it kind of at least creates like a reason for us to stop and, and connect. And like you said, not just orbit around each other, but actually, I mean, even if we're just watching TV or making a meal or cleaning up the house or something, it's still not sitting on our computers and um, kind of ignoring each other. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and the common theme that I've heard through this whole episode with y'all is intentionality, really being intentional, whether it's what Angie was saying about being a manager and having a team and also just in relationship, it's really being intentional. And I, as an entrepreneur can under, you know, feel like you just go through the motions. Like we're talking about scheduling this, doing that, be together, but it really is being as intentional as you can to make the true connection. Cause the longer you're together, it's easier to fall into cycles mm-hmm. and think that you're being That's intentional. That's a good way to not. put it. Yeah. 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 I like that. I was telling yeah. her, it's kind of like, yeah. um, it's like time together. is kind of like living, uh, we live by the ocean in, in San Diego and we moved like, it was kind of like in San Diego when I first moved there, I was like, I want to go to the ocean every day. And then it was like, it's right there. It's two blocks down. I'll go tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And like, it's the same thing when you're like, you kind of lose that you're right next to the ocean. You're right next to your best friend and you're like, Oh, but I'll spend time with her tomorrow. So it's like, you gotta, mm-hmm. it, you know, if you know, it'll make you happy. You've got to make the time for it. I would give anything to be able to look at yeah. it. Right <laughs> Don't start this again. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so sorry. Well, before we have a, um, dispute or a breakup on the episode. <laughs> we will go away from that yeah. subject matter. Marissa, Angie, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Listeners, make sure you dig into the Business Vice Podcast Facebook group. I am going to be dropping the links to this episode, rachelbreggie.com forward slash EPI 120. I will be including information about Marissa's catapult strategy so you boudoir photographers can go and dig in and learn from her. She's amazing. And I'll also be linking other fun stuff that's going to be coming out in the coming weeks. So dig in, share your relationship tips in the group, and I'll see you guys there. Thanks for joining Rachel on this episode of The Business Bites. For show notes, a list of recommended tools, or referenced episodes, you can find them at businessbitespodcast.com. Until next time.